Welcome, everybody. This is Michelle on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Today is another episode of our Thursday Thinkers. Um, on the line with us today, we have my very, very dear friend, Bethany Clemenson. Uh, she is a speaker, a trainer, and a coach. She has her own business. She's going to tell you a little bit about that. Um, her and I have connected through the uh, the John Maxwell team. I'm sure she'll tell you a little bit about that as well. Um, and I'm really, really excited to have you on the line today, Bethany. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so excited to dive into this discussion. Yeah, awesome. So um, tell everybody, because they don't know you like I do, tell everybody what mm -hmm. is, uh, what's your background? You know, where did you come from? How did you get here? Okay, well, uh, I started off as a registered nurse. I worked in the hospital setting and in the emergency room for years. And then I transitioned to a management position in a senior living environment where I opened a brand new community and then uh, did that for a while, then moved into regional management, had the opportunity to coach and mentor lots of teams, and then eventually stepped out on my own to uh, have my own business. So. Okay, so so that's a lot. That's a lot of shifts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, because uh, many people who are listening today, there's kind of two schools of thought. One school is you find your career, you stay there forever, you might change some positions here or there, but you, you remain loyal. And another school of thought is like, do as many jobs as you possibly can. And so mm -hmm. sounds like you're a little more in the second category. So um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how did you make that shift from being a, a nurse to, you know, a management position? Sure. Well, that wasn't the plan. In fact, I uh, I became a nurse just because it just seemed like the only option. My I didn't know what to do with my life, and my mom said to me, "Be a nurse. Most there's lots of nurses in our family, and there'll always be sick people to take care of." And so I knew I liked helping people, um, and and so it just seems logical. I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into what my particular gifts and talents were. I just knew that I liked to help people. Now, secretly growing up. Uh, I always visioned myself dressing up and being in charge of something, but I had no idea what oh. that was. But I remember being a little girl and like putting, a, a, my grandma had a box of dress clothes and I would put on these old fancy dresses and these heels that were too big for me. And I remember like pretending like I was in charge of something. So um, mm. I think really it was a theme throughout my life that I just didn't recognize until the opportunity came. So uh, I was working as a ER nurse, and a friend of mine called me and saw an ad in the paper that said that there was a new senior living community coming to town, and they were looking for someone that really enjoyed working with people and making a difference and, and things. And even though I didn't have management experience, uh, I I applied, and for whatever reason, <laughs> they hired me, yeah. and um, and so I I got to. Uh, be mentored by people there, which was a blessing. I had some really great mentors that taught me how to hire and how to fire people and, and how to operate with grace and, and uh, you know, to, to be firm, but also be kind. And um, so that, that's kind of how my transition happened. It was kind of by accident. And I really, 
I really didn't like my job as a nurse. In fact, I would cry sometimes before I went mm-hmm. to work, but it was what I just thought that people did. I kind of watched my parents not love their jobs growing up. And so I thought this was normal. Like you just did a job because you had to and you needed to work and you needed to have an income. And so that's what you did, even if you didn't like it. Yeah. Wow. That that even just hearing you talk about that sounds hard. So so you're in this position uh, as as a nurse. This opportunity finds you, and you're like, yeah, I may not know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna go do it anyway. Why in the world would you make that jump? Because I would get to make a difference. Mm. It, really, that's what it was about. I mean, I made a difference in in nursing, but. Here's the thing about being a hospital and an ER nurse. You didn't get to know the whole story. Like you just spent time with people for a day or two, maybe, or maybe an hour in the ER, and then you have no idea what happens to them. And I really felt like I was missing part of the story, and I wanted to be part of a bigger story with people. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, I couldn't articulate that. I I didn't know that at the time. I just knew something was missing. And, but when I got into this role in leadership where you, you're building relationships with people, I mean, the staff that come work for you, um, the families and the residents that come live there, I mean, some of those residents are there a decade with you. I mean, you're in it. You're in the thick of, of change and navigating strong emotions with people on all different levels. And I loved it. I just, so, I didn't so for know that, that particular job, you you loved yeah. your job, right? Mm-hmm. And you were helping people, mm-hmm. and and you were having an impact. Yes, it was amazing. So those it was three like things, a, yeah, it, it sounds like those three three things are like your guiding values. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I I went from like crying because I didn't want to go to work. Um, to like having goosebumps sitting in the parking lot and and thanking God that I got to be part of this mm-hmm. amazing thing that that I was a part of and what what a drastic change I remember not long after I took the position I called my parents and said hey you can love your job I love this mm-hmm. this is amazing I just want you to know that <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know but it is possible it, yeah yeah absolutely. Yep. So here you are, you're in this job, you're, you're, you're loving it, you're in, impacting, you're helping people. Um, and at some point, a, a shift had to occur. So what was the next thing? Um, well, I, I, after a few years in that role, um, I started to feel stuck. So I, I felt like I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't living fully into what I could be doing, or maybe I wasn't making as much of an impact as I thought I could. And I really wanted uh-huh. advancement. And at the time, now looking back, I know that the reason I felt so stuck and unsettled is because I was searching outside myself for my worth. But mm. at the time, I didn't know that. And um, so the company that I worked for had gone through a few transitions with the management companies, and a new one had, had come in. And um, part of what they offered their executive team was the ability to work with a life coach. And I'd never done anything like that before, but I knew I was stuck. I knew my relationships were suffering and I was unhappy, even though from the outside looking in, 
it looks like I had everything. You know, I, I had won awards. I, I, I was the training grounds for any new building that opened. I got to help open up other buildings all across, um, you know, the region and things. But I just, I just was kind of miserable. Um, mm. So I went from, there were aspects of the job that I still loved, but it was more on a personal level that I felt, that I felt unfulfilled. So um, I started working with a coach and that started changing everything for me I discovered I didn't I didn't even know blind spots or self-talk I didn't know any of those terms at all I had never even taken time to think about what I really wanted or what my core values were until Mm -hmm. I started working with a coach I I never heard any of those terms and so it was really mind-blowing I was a huge skeptic at first especially because I didn't even meet the coach we were just talking over the phone I mean, I, I, we would have a half-hour session every week, and that's it. And I, and I was so skeptical. But, boy, within, like, six months of working with him, I got the promotion that I had wanted for the last few years. And then within nine months, um, over half the company I was managing in my region. Wow. So, um, so it, it allowed me to kind of step in to opportunities and see things different and to stand on who I was find my worth within me and as yeah. opposed to outside myself. So that coaching process helped you get more in touch with you, who you wanted to be, changed your thinking, mm-hmm. and literally, you know, within a short amount of time, um, you know, the results started to show up in your work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I found myself taking everything that, every exercise he would do with me, or I would write down all the questions that he asked me during the session. And then I'd turn around and I'd use them on my teams. <laughs> so uh-huh, you know, yes, I see yes. someone, you know, I, I, I don't know. It was just like a natural thing. I didn't think about, I didn't like, it wasn't something I thought about. It just is what I did. Like, Oh my gosh, I have this new piece of information. I want to share it with you. Did you know, you know, that the reason that you're so miserable is because you're choosing to focus on this when you can focus on that or whatever. And, and I started seeing the impact that that was making in people around me. And that was pretty incredible, too. Awesome. Well, that's obviously not the job that you're doing now. So what was that next right. shift? So um, there was a change in the um, uh, management company again. Um, and I had been working with the same owners for you know a decade or more. And and so really, even though it looks like I've changed roles several times, I really was long term with the with the same owners. And um, there was a, a definite value misalignment there. When mm-hmm. when I went to transition out with this new company, I could just see that the values didn't align. And so I decided to step step out of senior living and to try to uh, to make a go of doing some coaching and, and things on my own. And when I did. The coach that I had been working with now for several years, that same coach, said, I want you to join my team. I want you to um, let me give you the rest of the tools. You're already using all these things that we've done, but let me, let me give you the training and be part of the team here with my company. And so I started doing coaching uh, with the training that he provided. And as I did that, I realized I wanted to do more speaking and more training as well, which are all things I had done in my role. 
I did a lot of speaking in my role um, in mm-hmm. senior living, but but I wasn't professionally trained, and I didn't know, you know, the ins and outs of it. Um, and so that's where the John Maxwell team came into play. So I saw an ad for the Maxwell team, which I didn't know existed. I knew who John Maxwell was because of my coach, but um, and and decided to take the leap to to join the John Maxwell team. So. And that, again, was a game changer. I I think that that's awesome because it's so um, reminiscent of that that newspaper ad that you uh, answered to become a manager. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. not quite sure what this is. I see it. Like, I'm open to the opportunity. Sure, let's just jump. So are Mm -hmm. you a professional jumper? It sounds like I think I am. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I think I think, yeah, I've never looked at it like that, but I think so. And I think I've kind of, like, my family's become that, too. It's That's funny that you say that. <laughs> so tell us, what are, what are you doing now? Well, um, so I have a business that's called Do the Light Resources, and I do some um, limited one-on-one coaching. I also do some online uh, trainings and teachings and, and uh, group coaching type things and uh, also have a, a podcast but um, and I also do speaking but not as much speaking uh, right now just because my family and I are on the road so um, I'll be expanding that over the next few months. So, so tell us a little bit um, because most of the listeners might not know this but you, you are on the road so tell us about that what that means. Okay so a uh, little over a year ago, uh, we decided that we wanted to be more connected as a family and to show our kids things that they would only read about in textbooks otherwise. So our kids are 12 and 14, but we'll both uh, be a year older in the next six weeks. So um, we we pulled them out of public school and did online school last year. And we sold everything and bought an RV, and we've been traveling the U.S. for the last, well, almost a year. So um, we, we've been all over, and we've been living in, like, 300 square feet, like, in this, in this motor home, wow. which is crazy. It's not something that I ever thought that we would do. But um, I know my kids in a deeper way. We all know each other in deeper ways than we ever thought. Um, sometimes we didn't want to know, but um, yeah. but we're definitely more connected. We've had some amazing experiences, and, and I think it's equipped the kids to be able to handle things differently in their lives and to, to have faith and to adjust to rapid change because we, you know, we kind of fly by the seat of our pants and don't always know where we're going next, and um, it's good. But it's coming. We're it's coming to an end, and we've decided to kind of go back to sticks and bricks, which is what in the RV world they call people that live in normal houses. Um, yes. Full-time RVers say sticks and bricks. So we're going back to a sticks and bricks house um, in just the next several weeks, and we'll be stationed uh, living in uh, Wisconsin, in northern Wisconsin. Ah. So so the kids will start back to public school, and we'll be selling the, the motorhome and doing another jump, I guess. Um, <laughs> transitioning. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's what I was thinking is that you so you have now trained your children this is what jumping feels like. Um and yeah. you can do it whenever <laughs> you want and you can go wherever you want and do whatever you want. 
Um, mm-hmm. So now, now you're getting ready to jump into what? What's next for you? Um, well, for me, I think really it's going to be expanding uh, speaking and training with companies. So now that they'll be stationary, I'm still going to have the online aspect of the business, but um, face-to-face with different groups and organizations of all sizes and kinds. I mean, obviously, my experience um, will work really well with healthcare, but people are people anywhere and everywhere. And so speaking to groups about mindset, about even about company culture development. Um, I was a culture trainer in my last role. I traveled to all of Uh our locations every month and did culture training and uh, just the importance of that and and so and mindset and and all kinds of things so i'm excited to expand the speaking and training portion of the business yeah that sounds exciting so um i was just kind of reflecting on you've had so many different shifts or jumps um because i know that there's somebody out there listening who um I know because I experience this all the time with different people. They're they're trying to make a jump. They they might even know what jump to make, but they're trying to do it and they just can't because there's a lot of feelings that come when you jump, isn't there? So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about um, you know, what feelings have you felt when you jumped? Hmm. Um, definitely excitement and definitely fear. I mean, fear is a big thing, and something that uh, I've talked to uh, our, the kids about and we've talked about as a family on a consistent basis is, you know, you can choose to have fear or you can choose to have faith, but both require a level of belief, and you can't have both at the same time. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we my family, um, we believe in God and, and we believe that he gives us desires and that we can choose to have faith in, in what, you know, that still small voice tells us and to step out in that, or we can choose to play small and not jump mm. and be fearful. But then you really limit, you limit your ability to live out your best life when you do that. And it doesn't have to look like your jumping doesn't have to look like selling everything and living in an RV. In fact, you know, I don't recommend that for <laughs> for everybody. You know, that doesn't, that's not, that's not everybody's next move. And it doesn't have to be anything huge, but it, um, maybe it's, you know, going to volunteer at that organization that you've always thought about doing and just haven't had the courage to make the phone call. Or, or yeah. you know, it may just be picking up the phone and encouraging a friend or starting the blog that you've always wanted to. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, it can look like whatever is in your heart, whatever, whatever's in your heart, whatever keeps coming back to you over and over again, there's a reason for that. I, I'm a firm believer that there's a reason for that. And you will not, not have regrets if you step into that and you just take that one next step that's in front of you um, to do that thing. Um, you know, working in senior living, I sat with people as they face the end of their life, year after year after year. And I heard over and over and over again how their dreams were dying with them. Well, I always wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't because, well, my family said I had to get married or go to college. I couldn't do both. Or Mm -hmm. I really just wanted to travel to see XYZ. 
and I just didn't because, well, my husband was a farmer and we just didn't make time for it. I mean, like mm. story, I could tell you thousands of stories that I've heard from people that, that they, just, they just die with regrets because they, they were afraid. They, they, chose, they maybe chose fear over faith. And um, yeah. I just, I don't want anybody to do that. I want, I want people to live in to what's in their heart. And, and I help other people um, become jumpers. <laughs> yeah. So, I know, and yeah. as we're talking, like my mind is going a million miles a minute just thinking about this whole jumping analogy. Um uh-huh. I, I see another podcast folks coming, I promise you. Um <laughs> so I I find it interesting that as you go through, um so I'm just gonna ask you these these three kind of values popped out to me. So in different places of your story. When you were a nurse, did you love your job? No. Did you help people? Yes. Did you have high impact? Yes. Okay. When you were in the the management of the senior living community, did you love your job? Yes. Did you help people? Yes. Did you have high impact? Yes. And when you are doing your own thing now, and we know that that's going to change here because you've got some transitions going, but do you love your job? Absolutely. Do you help people? Yes. Do you have high impact? Yes. Okay. So I, I just want to kind of pinpoint this. Not only, obviously, the yes and no change throughout that. Many people will catch on to that. But one thing I want to key you in on is how Bethany just answered the yes and no question. Did you hear the change in her voice when she said the yes and the no? That's how you know you're on the right track. When you are able to answer wholeheartedly in your heart, yes, yes, and yes, boom, you're right where Mm -hmm. you need to be. That's awesome. And, you know, Michelle, I think, too, that, that, right where you need to be can change. And I think people need to know that's okay because I loved my role in senior living for years. And then it changed as I grew. Yeah. You know, I, I, I developed different interests and different ways to serve and I knew myself better and that's okay too. It's okay to change. Well, when I asked you, did you love your job about senior living, you, your answer was yes, which was different than, than being a nurse. And then when I asked you, you know, uh, about what you're doing now, it was absolutely yes, mm-hmm. right? So it's not yes. that you didn't love your job before. It's just like you said, it changed. And so therefore, you know, if if that's going to change, in, and what I love is that, you know when you're in your sweet spot when there's alignment with those three values, when you have harmony there. Mm-hmm. So the, it came to a point where, you, yeah, I still love my job, right? If it's on a one to ten basis, one being low, ten being high, you know, when I first started it was like a 20, and now mm-hmm. it's like a seven maybe, you know, but now you're back to that excitement again, you know, of what you're doing. And so, yeah, absolutely. As you're jumping, things will change and you will feel when a jump is getting ready to be necessary. Mm -hmm. So is there any, any last thing that you want to share with everybody here about 
uh, anything. Anything else pop to your mind? I just think that if if you're feeling stuck and you have something on your heart but you don't know what the next step is, find someone to talk to about it. Find uh. find someone that can offer you a different perspective because that can be a complete game changer for you. It it was yeah. for me. I, um, it, follow that, trust that feeling, and find someone to help you. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing this with us today. I really appreciate it. So if, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, because I have a feeling that somebody's going to hear your story and they're going to want to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Um, well, you can go to my website at www.bethanyclem.com, and there's a contact form to fill out. Um, I also have email. It's bethany at bethanyclim.com. So either of those ways would be probably the quickest for for me to be able to get back to you. Right now as we're traveling, I don't always have great cell phone reception. So um, <laughs> so that's, that's the best okay. way. All right. That'll work. So when I'm posting it, I will make sure that I have your, your contact info for everybody so they can just click and follow and, and get in contact with you. Perfect. So thank you again, Bethany. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. All right, listeners. So this is the time where I'm going to highlight for you three clues on success that directly popped out of Bethany's story. Okay. So this is that kind of take your note session. Okay. So the first thing that really popped out to me was uh, Bethany's desire to have those three values in alignment, right? To love her job, to help people, and to have high impact. And so she shared about how um, when she didn't have that desire, how she felt. You know, there was a lot of fear, but then there was a lot of, like, discontentment, right? And as she continuously makes those jumps in her life, so she realizes, oh, this is my new desire now, right? Oh, this is my newest desire right? As those jumps come into play, she is uh, coming more into alignment with those values that she desires. And then the second thing that that really stuck out to me was Bethany's uh, progressive outwitting of fear. So think about that, what it takes to be a, a nurse that comes from a family of nurses. This is what we do. This is how we do it, right? And you're getting ready to jump out into something different. And, man, there, that can be really overwhelming, right? There's a lot of fear there. Um, I And she also talks a little bit about um, finding her worth outside of herself, Right, and she she didn't really highlight it a lot, but but I know Bethany and I know her story, and she was she was working a lot, and that usually comes out of that fear, right? And so she had some people in her life, some coaches, some mentors, who really helped her understand what that fear is and the meaning of the fear, and be able to address it and overcome it. Okay, so even though she's getting ready to kind of jump off into a, a new thing now. Uh, a new transition, and yeah, there's a little bit of fear there, she highlighted that you get to choose, are you going to feed your faith or feed your fear, and that every single day you wake up and you choose, I'm going to have faith and not fear. I love that. 
And then the last key to success is really um, this idea of what we talked about before. It's the idea of a mastermind group. So people in your life who they got your back. They, they know you. They know what your goals are. And their definition of help is getting you to your goal. Okay, that's really key because if you think about it, you know, even though um, Bethany's mom, who I'm sure is very supportive, um, was like, hey, Bethany, go, go be a nurse, right? Um, she, she came at it from the point of view of my definition of help is, you know, helping you be like everybody else in our family. Um, and because Bethany didn't understand what her goal was at that point, she just kind of took that on, right? And as she's growing in her story, she realizes, ah, this is my goal. And so the people who have been most beneficial in her life are those people who have uh, aligned and said, I believe you, I believe your goal, and so I'm going to help you get there, right? So she had this coach that helped her see herself for who she really was. She had some mentors. She's got great team on the John Maxwell team, um, just a global group of people who are there for each other. Um, and, and even just, guys, the, the power of one idea, right? Uh, Bethany kind of shared this a little bit, but she, she had met somebody in the John Maxwell team. They had given her an idea um, of, you know, this long-term vacation idea, and that's what spurred her and her family onto making this uh, RV life happen, right? And so all you need is the power of one good idea. So I hope that those three clues in Bethany's story are uh, something that gets you thinking. Uh, what are what are your desires? What are your dreams? What are your goals? So in the in the analogy of this jumping, right? Maybe some of you haven't jumped in a long time, and those muscles are atrophied, right? So maybe you just need to start jumping a little bit and seeing a different picture, right? Maybe some of you know what you want, but you haven't jumped. Get those muscles ready because it's time to jump. And then who is going to help you? Who's going to help you to fight that fear, to, to just, just do it, right? Get out there and do it. Okay, so I, I hope that that is helpful and it added value to you. Uh, again, one last time, thank you, Bethany. I so appreciate you being here today. Um, and with that, I'm going to release you. Uh, go forth and prosper, and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.